0: So many people are quick to blame someone or something for their lack of success and happiness. Others complain about distractions and the volume of work. Personally, I never met any successful executive who didn't have a lot to do. It comes with the territory. Others don't hijack your attention. You allow them to. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast, I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this, how do business leaders like us, who really wanna do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they wanna see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey, everyone, this is Riv, and in this episode, I want to talk about something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, distractions, right? Distractions have a way of just frustrating the hell out of us, and the the high performers that I work with all have one thing in common. They all want to accomplish more, right? I mean, that's just a common ingredient. Everybody I've worked with, they're just, they're high performers, and they just want to achieve more. They're always pushing to achieve more. And a huge challenge we all face when we, when we find ourselves in that category is this overwhelming or is the overwhelming number of distractions that stand in our way. See, the reality of it is this. High-impact work requires a focused and quiet mind. I mean, let me ask you, how, how do you get anything done? How can you get anything done? When you have a ton of information pouring through your head, 100 emails to read, and a lot of people to serve, the answer is really super clear. You can't, right? Distractions are not just frustrating, they're exhausting, right? You lose momentum, rhythm, and flow when you get pulled away from an important task. And when you get pulled away from an important task, guess what? It takes additional energy to regain a lost train of thought. Along with any momentum, rhythm, and flow that was established, one of the things I always tell people a lot, and sometimes people have a tough time like listening to this. But the truth is, others don't hijack your attention; you allow them to. Um, and I, w- I always want you to like think about that for a second, because we're so quick to blame other people for distracting us, when in reality we haven't set up the right boundaries, right? We've we've allowed them to distract us, to hijack our attention. Um, And so I think that we can fool ourselves in so many times into thinking we can multitask when when we get distracted. However, and I'll just speak for myself, that the more I try to multitask, the harder it becomes to stay focused on and accomplish any single task. I know this because I used to think I could do a thousand things at once. when When I think back to that thought process you know, when I was younger, I was like, realized just how naive I was. And when I realized I wasn't getting anything important done, I knew I had to change. I knew the issue was the man in the mirror. And let's be honest with each other. How often do you blindly rush into work on a Monday morning? I bet a lot. I mean, this is what typically happens. I mean, for first of all, just play back how you started this week. What was the first thing you did? Check email, rush off to a meeting, answer an incoming call, You know, and guess what? Like that's, that's how we all approach. Many of us approach a Monday. We just come to work on a Monday. We pop open email, we check our voicemail and we let that drive us. And then before you know it, it's Friday and like, bam, the first thought that hits you is, wow, what a crazy week. I know I, I worked hard. I'm just not quite sure what I accomplished. (laughs) Right. And, you know, for high performers, there's a lot of activity and moving parts, right? We, we, we're all faced with that. Whenever we're in a position that, you know, being a high performer, you're going to be faced with having a lot to do and a lot of moving, different moving parts. However, like if you get to a Friday and you realize that you didn't finish that one important task that you were hoping to get to, that's got to be like a, a, an alert, like a warning sign. Um, and so many times that so many people I talk to, the talk track goes like this, like you convince yourself that you'll do it next week. You convince yourself that once this project or this this certain you know challenge or fire drill of the day is over, that things will return to normal. The, the reality is, it doesn't. Right. The problem is the cycle just keeps repeating itself. Feels frustrating, doesn't it? Like I don't mean to be a downer here, but I'm just trying to speak the truth here with you guys. Is like this is what happens all the time. So let's talk about what successful people do. Right. Successful people that I know. They know that they can't spend their week spinning a thousand different plates and expect to have a significant impact. They have become masters of managing their focus. And I remember, like, so one of the things that I've I've geeked out on since I was a little kid is I always have this. uh, I always ask people around me, like, what makes them successful. And I've done this. I realize I I never did, did this intentionally when I was little. But when I play back the clock, like I was always asking my grandmother and my grandfather, like you know, what is it that they did to make a successful marriage? And I always asked my uncles and aunts, like I'm always, I was always like that uh, young kid who was hanging out with the the elders. I would call them, asking for advice. And as I matured throughout my career, whenever I met somebody, I'd always find some way to ask them how, uh, what you know, what they were doing to actually manage their their success. And a lot of times, a very consistent feedback I've gotten from a ton of people is they say they have to manage what they focus on, right? And and that was like, sounds like so simple. But if you think about all the super senior executives, CEOs of large companies and senior executives of large companies, they have a lot to do. And what's their secret? They manage what they focus on they start paying attention to where to their attention. And that right there led me to coin the phrase that has um, really become part of my DNA is you have to plan your week before the week begins, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. As something you guys have probably heard me say a ton before is you, you really got to plan your week before the week begins. And oh, by the way, let me offer some color to that. Planning your week does not mean looking at your calendar to see what is scheduled. So many people I know that I talk to about planning your week, that's what they first go to. Let me just pop up in the calendar and see what's, what's, what's in front of me. No, it's all about scheduling your priorities and dedica- dedicating time to focus in on your high impact and important work first. So let me ask you a question. What are your priorities for this week? Seriously. I just issued a blog post about this, uh, and I just said, you know, what are, your, what are your big rocks, right? So while everything may feel like a priority, I want you to challenge yourself to identify the three most important ones, right? Whatever your list of priorities were, I want you to filter and say, if you know, what are the three most important priorities that if I completed and or advanced would make me extremely happy? And the best tool that I share with others is this, time travel. Right. Time travel to the end of the week. Picture yourself, it's Friday. You absolutely I want you to visualize and envision having had an absolutely phenomenal week. You know, a week that you feel like, wow, you know, we all know those weeks. Like I just I feel like this was a great week because I was able to get to get to and execute on the three most important items on my to-do list. And those items, those three things, I call these my big rocks. So my question for you is what are your big rocks this week? And whatever they are, I want you to block time to focus on your biggest and most important rocks first. There's a reason they are a priority. Don't let the smaller stuff take precedent. So as we're talking about this, I want to unpack this a little bit further because I know a lot of people who sometimes also struggle to determine what their big rocks are. Um, and if that has ever like occurred to you, like okay, I hear what you're saying, right I intellectually get I need to to work on my big rocks first, but I don't even know what my big rocks are. If that if that's a thought pattern, don't beat yourself up. You're not alone. Many people find themselves trying to endlessly react to everything. My advice to them is don't go it alone. Right? Is get other people involved. Right? It's easy to give up and think about that everything is important but that's not true everything is not a priority right and i talked about this in last week's episode so if you missed last week's podcast episode uh everything is not a priority i want you to do me a favor after this one go back and listen to that one right that's an important one if you already heard it and you did listen to it you know you might want to listen to it again it's a short i mean many of my podcasts are, are short and are, and i i do them for a reason is, I don't know about you, but I I hate those podcasts that last 90 minutes. Like, I don't know about you, but that's just like way too long. I'm I'm too type A for that. I try to make mine anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes, you know, sometimes even less. Um, So if you, if you already listened to that last week, I I think it's probably about 15 minute one or somewhere in there, you know, maybe you just need a refresher. So go back and listen to that. So if you're unsure what your priorities are, here's, here's some advice. Tell your boss that you need their help. Right. Ask them what is most important to them this week. What three things do they care about most? One of the primary responsibilities of any manager, of any leader, is to help their team understand what's important, what's and what's not, right? And what they should be working on. Including your boss or those you work with in the process ensures alignment. And going forward, it's going to help you to get you some insight and learn more about what they expect. And if your priorities involve other people, like maybe some family members, some friends, or even coworkers. I encourage you to talk to them, right? Ask them, hey, what do they need and when, right? Ask them for the input regarding the order of what should come first and if they could lend a hand on a specific task. I mean, so many times when people bring challenges to me, I always ask them, hey, did you talk to this person about this? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, why not? Like, but we have to get into this habit of collaborating more. So we get ourselves into trouble when we go it alone, right? When we, when we, when we anticipate what we think what is most important, and you later find out you did some good shit, but guess what? Your boss or your coworker that wasn't most most important to them. So you have to get alignment, and I love that word alignment. It's the easiest way to get alignment is to make time to talking to the people that you're going to be working with. That's so why I want you to imagine ending the week feeling a level of accomplishment you haven't felt in a long time. And this is the this is the whole purpose of identifying your big rocks. And every week, like if you were in my office right now and if you were going to look at my whiteboards, I'm staring at it right now. The top of my whiteboard says big rocks. Underneath that is like three uh uh lines with my three most impri- t- important priorities. And I have like a little checkbox next to each one that I check off during the course of the week but that keeps it front in mind to me all week long it's that visual that i see right in front of me all week long and and that reminds me that i have to schedule time to work on those big rocks So on monday mornings when i actually you know look it's okay i want to schedule and i want you to do this right now i want you to schedule time right now as soon as you're done with this podcast stop pull out your calendar and whatever your big rocks are this week schedule time to work on them and then schedule your other priorities Effective leaders that I know, the effective leaders that I work with, the effective leaders that I coach, right, make focus their number one habit, and then they teach their team how to master this skill as well. So many people are quick to blame someone or something for their lack of success or maybe even their lack of happiness. Others that I know complain about distractions and the volume of work. It's almost like, it's like that's your talk track for the week. And I got to tell you, personally, I have never met any successful person, executive leader who didn't have a lot to do. It comes with the freaking territory. This is the job you accepted. So get over it. You're going to have a lot to do, right? And so the, the key is you have to develop a filtering mechanism, right? The goal is not to get everything done. The goal is to get the right stuff done. And the successful people that I know have mastered an important skill that others have not. They have, learned is to ma- they have learned to manage their focus. And the reason I'm so, I'm so hell-bent on this is time itself cannot be managed. What can be managed is how we use our time. So don't m- mistake activity for achievement. It's not that impressive that you're working hard and you're spending all these hours. It's, it's what you're getting done in those hours that matter. It's what you put in the hours that counts. So here's a suggestion for you. Turn off all communication devices, shut down email, and minimize distractions when you have to work on something super important. I know that sounds like common sense, right? Like, like hello, McFly, like, duh. However, the challenge is that common sense is not always common practice. So we need to hear these things over and over again, because we're just running so fast that sometimes as a, as a human being, we forget some common sense principles. Most people want more focus in their life, but they don't do the simple things that enable focus. Instead, they take pride in multitasking. Sounds sophisticated, right? Like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm multitasking. Well, it sounds like I'm, I'm really cool. But guess what? It's not. So here's a reality check. It takes twice as long to finish something when you multitask, as opposed to completing the same tasks one at a time. Additionally, any work done while multitasking is prone to errors from a lack of concentration. So you have a choice. You can continue to play victim by blaming your boss, your coworkers, or your clients for disrupting your day, for interrupting your day, or you can exhibit some leadership. The truth is, we all have others who are vying for our time and attention, regardless of our role. Until you learn to reclaim your calendar, you will always be at the mercy of others. All right, I got to run. I hope you have a great week. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't worry about where you are, what you've done, or what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You have an opportunity, starting today, to make a renewed commitment to not allow others to hijack your attention. Distractions are not just frustrating, they're exhausting. You can blame others, or you can begin to develop the important skill to all successful people have mastered, you can learn to manage your focus. Developing the focus habit, by the way, requires a little creativity. I'm going to close by offering you a couple suggestions. If you want to get some quiet time to get some stuff done, try this: reserve a conference room to work on something important. Consider working in another location where others can't easily find you. Create a gadget-free zone, a quiet area where you know, or a do not disturb room where you can go to work on, almost like a library, right? Uh, so by the way, a library is another great place to, as a suggestion, right? I've done a lot of great stuff, work in a library. Uh, leave your cell phone in a drawer for a couple hours to work on something important. Uh, keep only the windows on your, on your laptop open uh, when you, when you, for, the, for the task at hand, right? These are all just some creative ideas, right? So the question is this, do you have something important to accomplish this week? If so, how are you going to, to discipline your focus? Get creative, right? That's what makes you, you. This is the opposite of being mindless. It's being mindful. When you are mindful, you minimize the interruptions and tasks that are a waste of time. If you want to get trained on some of the strategies and tactics that I leverage and the strategies and tactics that I teach others to, curstra- uh, to create sustained performance, I encourage you to check out the Power Week Power Life system, right? Um, it's Go to PowerWeekSystem.com. And I'll share with you some ways that you can accomplish more than you ever thought was possible. Again, go to PowerWeekSystem.com and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week and I'll talk to you in the next episode.